You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Alabama syndicated news talk leader, Right Side Radio, Phil Williams here live in the Right Side Studios. Man, the local, the state, the national. We cover down on all the issues. And like the dude just said, solid, conservative, and just plain right. Well, by the way, the text lines have blown up. So the whole idea of what we're going to find on that 41,000 hours of uh, footage from January 6th, um, Paul from Athens says, we may find out that Maxine Waters is really Nancy Pelosi in blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jeff from Indiana says, we're going to find out that Congress is like professional wrestlers. They put on a good show, then they go home on the same bus together. <laughs> Kenny from Elkmont says, we're going to find irrefutable video that Elvis is still alive. There's, There you go. Uh, hey, listen, uh, somebody else who might have a say in all that, uh, our friend Stephanie Smith. She's the president of the Alabama Policy Institute. Long history of working in public policy uh, in both governmental and, uh, and corporate entities. Um, she is, uh, like I said, now the new president of API, and I'm proud to have her on the show again today. Stephanie Smith, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you, Phil? I am, I am good. I'm good. It's Friday afternoon at 4 o'clock. I am good. Um, so let me ask you, <laughs> well, Stephanie. I've been listening, and I'm, yeah. and I'm not sure that I can top that one who had, like, the top seven list that <laughs> were all good, including the lollipop one. Absolutely, that, um, <laughs> I, I used to love that commercial as a kid, and I have to admit, I still think about that every time I have a lollipop. So, yes. Talk about effective marketing. That was, that was it. It was extremely effective marketing. So, well, let me ask you, though, now that I got you on the hot seat here, 41,000 hours of video footage, what do you think, wrong answers only, that we're going to find in that footage? Well, I was what leapt to my mind immediately, and maybe I'm just hungry because I'm talking about lollipops, but was uh, another $24,000 freezer full of Jenny's ice cream um, oh. that Nancy Pelosi had. <laughs> um, she probably had an extra, if she loves that ice cream so much, she probably you know could afford to have an extra $24,000 freezer full of $13,000 of ice cream in her office as well. Unbelievable. I wonder I wonder if she cleaned it all out before Kevin McCarthy took up, because you know, he was moving in before they even finished the vote. So, um, oh, yeah. by then it was probably melting out of the floor. <laughs> no. Yeah. So, some of the Freedom Caucus members were like, whoa, whoa, that's not your office yet, bro. Yeah. That, ex- was, that was entertaining. It was entertaining. Well, hey, listen, I'm going to um, be doing a section here as soon as you and I get off the phone talking about woke in the classroom uh, mm-hmm. and the, uh, the fact that we do have, you know, some states are being very proactive and saying, here's what we want to do about education. Some governors are very, I don't think Governor Ivey has said boo about education this year that I can recall. In fact, I'm not sure she said boo about much of anything. But um, what, do, what, are your, what are your thoughts, head of API? I mean, as we come into the upcoming legislative session, you guys have any agenda items right now for education or what do you, what do you anticipate? We do. We're we're big proponents of school choice. And I will say that Governor Ivy in her inauguration speech did mention education. I will say she she said she really was focused on charter schools. Um it sounded like, but it also sounded like she had made a goal of make of being Alabamian, Alabama students being in the top 30 um by the time she leaves office and that is a very high goal especially coming in last or close to last i think we we did bump up a few spots uh post-pandemic but not because 
our scores got better. It's just that everybody else's scores got worse. Oh, wow. Um, in comparison to us. But, um, you know, it, she, so she did mention it somewhat, but there weren't a lot of details to it. And I have not been told, um, you know, that there are any details forthcoming. Uh, maybe she's got some sort of, you know, state of the state surprise going for us. But there are a lot of folks calling and asking us and, and wanting um, API to get out front as we should and have been on school choice issues. Yeah. And so, um, you know, ask 10 people what school choice is and you'll get eight to 10 answers. Um, but what we're for is universal school choice and um, having it be a financial transaction, basically um, with the understanding that state taxpayer money is state taxpayer money and that parents should be in the driver's seat deciding where their kids go to school, not the government. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, you know, I've said multiple times on the show here that um, what you're basically doing is injecting the free market into public education by saying, Hey, a kid can move somewhere else. It's just like in business. If you build the better mousetrap, uh, it causes your competition to have to raise their levels of competition, if you will. But then, right. you know, right. it, it also gives more options to the consumer. Well, that's the same we're looking for in education. We want there to be options. Right, absolutely. And we want there to be something yeah, and that's driving competition. Absolutely. And there we have the – it's a double-edged sword, but we have the benefit of not being first to consider this. There are a bunch of states, including a few of our surrounding states, who have done this well for years. Uh, Arkansas has just, uh, Sarah Sanders has put, you know, her foot down on the accelerator and that bill is flying through their legislature. Wow. She has an entire package of bills, um, that I'd be surprised she doesn't sign next week after, um, just proposing it last week. And so she kind of did the, the multi-pronged approach of, of, um, some different initiatives, um, additional funding for teachers' salaries because they were on the low end. Alabama's really already on the high end, um, but they were one of the lowest, and they, they're bumping all of their beginning teachers uh, to $50,000 a piece. And um, that's the carrot, and the, and the stick is universal school choice. And so um, it's a carrot and the stick our way instead of the other way, which is how we normally receive that. Um, but she's, do, she's doing a bang-up job on that. Iowa Governor uh, Kim Reynolds. Yeah. Is also, you know, Arizona passed a universal school choice bill last year. Uh, Florida has been on the forefront of this, you know, for a decade or more. And there are a bunch of states and especially red states and especially red state governors that are taking the lead on this. And you're exactly right. It's, it's, a, it's free market education and it's parental choice. It's, per, it's parents having the freedom to decide what's right for each of their children every single year instead of being told what to do by the state or local government. What a novel concept, the very idea that parents should have a say. Um, but, but, and, and, I, and I, you know what's interesting is if there's anything that came out of COVID that could be called positive, it's the fact that COVID caused so many parents to have to dial in a little bit and realize right. what was happening or not happening in their kids' uh, education. Um, Absolutely, and 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 I, and I look at it, and, and you know, the philosophical question: if you if you ask a liberal, ask ask a teachers union member, the philosophical question of do you believe those tax dollars are there to feed the system, or are they there to educate the child? 
it, it, you get an interesting get an interesting look on their face. They, they don't want to deal with that because that's what it boils down to. Are those tax dollars there to educate the child or just to feed a system that's filled up with teachers' union, you know, wish lists? And uh, that's, wow, that's exactly right. And, and Eric Mackey asked for almost an, an increase of a billion dollars yesterday in oh the gosh. education budget oh committee gosh. meeting. So, um, and uh, it's it's one of those uh, a little bump for teachers. A um, hundred dollars a piece extra for teachers for their classroom supplies, and then a boatload of administrative money. And so, you know, this is something. You know, th- these budgets just keep getting bigger, and our results don't keep getting better. No. And so, the question is: At what point do we say, "Hey, uh, we've had this complete influx of billions of dollars of federal money dumped into these, dumped into public schools"? Now we're dumping the surplus back into the exact same schools and expecting different results without doing anything differently. And that's nonsensical. And then you have the the situation that you're probably about to touch on, uh, which is, you know, a lot of um, public institutions now are basically indoctrination centers. And then there are also just one-on-one certain kids being bullied or certain kids being pressured um, in, in certain ways that their parents are uncomfortable with, even if it's not something in the curriculum, even if it's not something in the classroom, that those specific kids need a, an, an opt-out. It's not yeah. the kids in the failing school system that want to opt out of the public school system at this point. There are a lot of parents who are wondering if this is the right place to drop their kids off every morning, and they need options. Yeah. Absolutely need options. In fact, they deserve options. I would say we're looking at one of the essential services of government, and, and, and it's a failure. There's, there's very few places in the world that you're allowed to fail repeatedly and get upfunded to do more, and that's one of them is in public education. Um, right, absolutely right. And, and I, but I will point out that in other states, this hasn't gutted public education. No. In any state that it's been tried, it's still around 10 or 15% of students opt for something else, whether or not it's homeschooling, private schooling, online schooling, some sort of um, vocational training instead of it finishing high school. There are all sorts of different options now, especially with technology, um, that people can choose if they're given the opportunity to choose it. But even with all of those choices, it's still a small number of students that end up opting out. Um, and it doesn't gut the public school system. The public school system will still remain. Uh, and that's a, that's a great point. And that's one of the fear-mongering tactics that the teachers' union will use every single time is you're going to destroy public right. education. No. You're going to wind up creating a challenge that will make the schools that were failing or just dragging themselves through the process have to kind of up their game and uh, and then, you know, do more for the kids with the tax. And, and by the way, I remember when I was at API, we, we did a study a while back, and I don't know what the numbers would be now, but my recollection was it used to be that we had somewhere in the neighborhood of eight or nine states that spent less than us but still scored higher than us. So dollar signs were not right. truly the answer. Right. And, and there's a disproportionate amount of money in our state system being spent on administration, whether or not that means the state board and the state department of education or all of the district administration. Now, a certain administration has to occur and enable, you know, to the buses to flow and the, the lights to be turned on and the facilities to function. So I'm not saying there should be zero administration of schools, but we're, we've gotten to a point where the administration numbers have ballooned astronomically, um, especially over the last 10 years, as there has been more money available 
there has been more money spent on administration, not on kids. Totally agree. Stephanie Smith, uh, president of the Alabama Policy Institute. If folks want to find out more about API, where can they go to find it? You can um, you can go to alabamapolicy.org. That's our website, and you can find my contact info there, and feel free to reach out to me personally. All right. Hey, Steph, have a great weekend. Thanks for your time. Thanks. You too. All right. All right, Boomer, take us to the break, brother. We'll do that. That was a great segue into a stack of documents I've got here that are just all about the wokeness in the classroom. You guys stay tuned. We got plenty more. We will be right back. <laughs> 